This is They Reminisce Over You. I'm Miguel. And I'm Christina. We wanted to take a minute to make a small request of all our listeners. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, or Podchaser, leave us a five-star rating. You can also leave a review as well on Apple, Good Pods, and Podchaser. Ratings and reviews will help us with discoverability, and we want to get this out to as many like-minded folks as we can. We want to get on the first page of these podcast apps. And to move up on the charts as well. So help us get the word out. Make sure to follow and interact with us on social media. We're at Troy Podcast on the gram and the bird. Also, check out our website, TroyPodcast.com. It's where we post links to a lot of the things that we've mentioned in the show, as well as transcripts and themed playlists that supplement our episodes and more. Thank you again for your support. You ready to get into the show? Let's do it. This is They Reminisce Over You. I'm Miguel. And I'm Christina. And today we're going to talk about new R&B for old heads. Yes. <laughs> that is the perfect title for this episode. <laughs> It's a brilliant title. And if you had subscribed to our newsletter, you would know that this was coming because we put it in our last newsletter. We sure did. With that said, let's just jump right in. Let's just skip all the shenanigans and get right to it. <laughs> so basically, you know, there's this discussion of is R&B dead? But before we even get to that, let's talk about what the old heads for us. I mean, we're the old heads now. Yeah. But the people we consider old heads thought about. Our music. Because they said that R&B was dead <laughs> yeah. in the late 80s and early 90s. Right. So I will let you take the lead on this. I feel like I mention this all the time, but I didn't really have a frame of reference because it's not like my family listened to R&B, like my parents or even my older sisters and stuff. So me listening to R&B in the 90s, it was new to me. So I had nothing right. to compare it to. There wasn't really anybody who was like, why are you listening to that terrible stuff? My mom might be like, what is this? But I didn't know what the criticism was. I think the general criticism is maybe they just thought the music, our 90s R&B, just wasn't as good. They all sound the same and they're nasty. Right. <laughs> That's basically what it boiled down to. As if the 70s R&B isn't nasty as well. Yeah. <laughs> so there are things from the 70s and early 80s that were just as vulgar. If not more. <laughs> if not more as the stuff that we grew up listening to. Mm -hmm. I can kind of understand what people are saying when they say that in terms of going from the 70s to like Jodeci or something. But the only really big difference that I can see mm -hmm. is the production style where it went from a bunch of live instrumentation and there being a lot of bands to New Jack Swing mm -hmm. and hip hop influenced R&B. Right. I really don't see much different in the content from the 70s to the 90s. Because for me, listening to 90s R&B is what made me discover 70s R&B. And I like 70s R&B. Yeah. So with me going backwards, I can't really say why 90s R&B is so much worse. Because to me, it's just different. <laughs> it's just when you get to a certain age, things that you didn't grow up with, you just automatically dislike for yeah. some reason. I don't know why we're that way. We just are. I try very hard not to be that guy. <laughs> and here so, you are. No, nah, not really. Uh, not really. There's, sometimes. There's one specific thing, and we're going to get into this later, mm -hmm. that I have an issue with. Right. But I cannot, and I refuse to be that get off my lawn guy when it comes to pretty much 
anything. I think for me, I've come to accept that if I don't like something, it's like, you know what? Maybe this just isn't for me. So as much as there's stuff that I don't like, I wouldn't tell anybody not to like it. Yeah. If someone really likes it, I wouldn't be like, this is trash. You should listen to TLC instead. <laughs> Which is a lot of things that I remember adults saying when we were teenagers. Right. Like, why are you listening to that? You need to be listening to some of this Smokey Robinson. Right. <laughs> or the Four Tops <laughs> yeah. and Marvin Gaye. I've mentioned this several times before. That's the reason why I really don't like mm-hmm. Babyface. <laughs> <laughs> and I got called out on Twitter. You did. By Jay Ray and DJ Sir Daniel from the Q Points Podcast. Yes, the homies had to virtually sit you down. <laughs> they did. But <laughs> I like Babyface's production. I don't like his music personally. Right. So I can listen to some songs that he's produced. I don't want to hear him singing it. <laughs> <laughs> because. But you'll listen to John B. who sounds exactly like him. <laughs> I'll listen to John B. But I can't listen to Babyface. Right. <laughs> but his music tends to lean towards that older style right. that I'm really not into. There is a lot of stuff from the 70s and 80s that I do love. Mm-hmm. Like I can listen to Marvin Gaye all day. Yeah. I can listen to Stevie Wonder all day yeah. until we get to the early 80s. And that's, <laughs> it gets kind of <laughs> sketchy with Stevie. <laughs> but his stuff from the 70s, I love it. Mm-hmm. This is what I was hearing from older family members. Like, right. this is the stuff you need to be listening to. And I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> You're like, I don't listen to baby face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my mom loves baby face. I don't. <laughs> so Babyface, is he the crossover between our generation and your mom's generation? No, I don't think it's just Babyface. It's a whole collective okay. that were out in the mid to late 80s right. that I really just don't fuck with. Right. <laughs> so you got Babyface, you got Lavert. Yeah, you, you <laughs> mentioned Lavert. You got like the Rude Boys. That's the kind of stuff <laughs> that... I don't like written all over your friends. Yeah. (laughs) So I can't get into any of that. So that's why I gravitated towards more of the Jodices Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I can understand the frustration that young people have today Mm -hmm. when some of us, not me and you specifically, but Gen X say this shit sucks because it was done to us too. Yeah. But there is one. I have one criticism for today's R&B that I just can't figure it out. So let's get into today's R&B. Now, for me personally, I don't listen to a lot of quote unquote new Mm R&B unless it's been vetted by somebody I trust. (laughs) So if you don't tell me about it, like friends and family suggest it to me or even somebody on social media. Trusted friends and family. Yes. (laughs) Whose opinion I trust and they think similarly to me. Yeah. I'm not going to go out seeking new R&B, quote unquote, just because of the way we consume music. Mm -hmm. Like in high school, we could come home and sit in front of the TV four or five hours watching music videos and it was just served up to us. Right. You go on one of these streaming services today, you have 52 different playlists on the homepage to choose from. I'm not trying to waste my time. sifting through those trying to find the diamond and rough mm-hmm. i'll wait until somebody recommends something good to me and then i'll take it from there for the most part i like what i hear there are some things that i don't like and i can also say what i don't like about new r&b is our fault our fault yes okay i will tell you why tell me why because we love jodeci <laughs> okay <laughs> that's why explain there is a direct line from jodeci 
to everything that people are complaining about today. Like? Vulgar lyrics, the way people act, <laughs> uh, their style. It's all directly from Jodeci, living their hip-hop lifestyle. <laughs> through R&B. Through R&B. And it just grew unchecked. Like, you can listen to a Jodeci record and see why Chris Brown is the way he is today. <laughs> And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Uh I'm just saying that we were like the absentee parents (laughs) of these kids who are now making R&B and then turning around and blaming them for the music that they make when they're listening to the shit that we liked. Well, I hear what you're saying. And perhaps I'm biased because Joe is he can do no wrong in my eyes. I didn't say they were Or cause no harm. (laughs) I didn't say they did. But that is not my beef. But I'm just saying that what they started in those days. Yeah. We're looking at the direct result of it today. Well, I see what you're saying in terms of like R&B is a little more uncouth. Yes. Shall we say? <laughs> and R&B before Jodeci wasn't that edgy. I don't right. know if edgy is the right word. Rugged. <laughs> yeah. Because even looking but, back at them now, yeah. compared to what we're seeing today, they weren't bad. Yeah. They were boys to men compared to some <laughs> of the things that are happening today. But again, because we loved it so much and we fed this to our kids even though we don't have any. <laughs> this is the result of it. Our peers fed yeah. into their kids. <laughs> so I can't be upset at somebody making a vulgar record because I was listening to Freaking yeah. You. Right. See, that's something that I had to think about as I was re-listening to a lot of the new R&B that I have been listening to and just some of these artists, other songs that I haven't heard yet. And anytime I would hear vulgar lyrics, I was like, Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've heard this before. Maybe not stated like this. You know, I've heard this before. We listen to Janet Jackson. Exactly. Velvet Rope. <laughs> yes. I think the way some of these newer R&B singers express themselves is very 2020s. So that's that, true. That's the part that can be a little bit of a disconnect. Okay. What was that song we heard in the store about his girls trying to get his phone code? I, I don't even remember. I forgot what, what it the was. lyrics was, but the whole song was just basically about how his girls trying to break into his phone. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely the context of that. I mean, we've heard that in our music of like, yeah, your boyfriend girlfriend is trying to check up on you. Yes, right? I saw you walking in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I mean, the theme of it is not new to us, but the content in terms of like being in your DMs or trying to break into your phone or i see you on my instagram feed that's very 2020s or very new it is but again that doesn't bother me yeah so that so much doesn't bother me but i said i have one criticism but i actually have two okay so my two criticisms of r&b today before we get into the stuff that i actually like some of the guys do it but this seems to run much more rampant among the female r&b singers is it's hard to explain what people like to say on the social media apps is usually described as singing in italics, <laughs> wingdings, superscript. Whispering bitches, as Fonte okay. would call them. Yes. But that's a different group, yeah. though. Yeah, whispering bitches, as Fonte would call them. But I separate them. There's a difference between whispering and singing in wingdings. <laughs> Sometimes they do both. The whispering and stuff, I don't mind because we've had that. Um, yeah. Like even Mariah Carey, who's a powerhouse, she does the light whispery, but it usually builds up into something. Right. We have Aaliyah, Janet. So singing softly doesn't bother me. Right. Because it also shows control of your voice when you can keep it low sometimes, right? right? Instead of belting all the time. So the whispering stuff doesn't bother me. But that italics winding stuff, (laughs) I don't know. I think it started to weird me out as of late or like the last year or so because like everybody's doing it. (laughs) Okay. 
remember when we were starting the podcast and we were fooling around with little audio fixes just kind of help with like noise and all yes. that stuff. And then sometimes you turn the auto gate up too high or the noise canceling and then it would distort our voices. Yes. It kind of almost sounds like that too. Like it's like <laughs> the auto tune is too high. I don't know how to describe it. There's a weird cadence. The runs kind of sound like maybe they're off beat. Like there's no structure to them. And somebody on Twitter called it like 90% vibes, 10% singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, that is the one thing that I don't like about yeah. today's R&B as well. Is like you said, these people just refuse to enunciate. Yes. And it's like, a mix of Elmer Fudd and Pootie Tang. <laughs> like they have speech impediments. They're making up stuff and it's a bad combination. But right. these people don't have speech impediments. They they're don't. doing this on purpose. They don't have speech impediments. They don't have like specific accents. Yes. Sound this way. I've heard this italic style being compared to Amy Winehouse, who has this kind of quality of her voice and this kind of like staccato cadence. But yeah. I can't describe why it's different. It ain't Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I can see that comparison as well to like Amy Winehouse yeah. and the people that she was influenced by, like right. jazz singers from the 40s yeah. and 50s. You can see that, mm -hmm. but the difference is you could hear what they're saying. I've also seen comparisons to Adele, but it's more of like how her voice sounds. I can see that, but it's not how she actually sings yes. and pronounces and enunciates and she sings through her diaphragm. Yeah, so <laughs> we spoke about this earlier mm -hmm. and I've listened to her for a few years now. I have no idea what SZA is talking about. Yes, that's a perfectly <laughs> good time. I was At just all. about to bring SZA up. I'm not going to say she started it, but I think she's the queen of italics <laughs> because all I did was I went to Twitter and I put in the search singing in italics. 80% of the tweets are about SZA. About SZA. When the Black Panther soundtrack came out, I loved all the stars. And she also has a song on Rihanna's Anti-Consideration, mm -hmm. the first song. Um, she also did a remix with Calvin Harris for her song Weekend, which has a 90s vibe. So, of okay. course, I'm all over it. So, I love, love, love these songs. And then one day, the switch just flipped. And I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> I was like, you know, mishearing lyrics is nothing new. But I was like, what is this? <laughs> so today, I tasked you with listening to the last verse in the closing chorus of All the Stars. Yes. And I've heard All the Stars several times. I've heard the song for, what, five years now since it's yeah. come out. The only thing I could understand her saying is All the Stars. Not even are closer, <laughs> just all the stars. Didn't know. The line is all the stars did are closer. Did not know that until 12 hours ago. Yesterday is the first day I was like, you know what? Let me look up these damn lyrics. And <laughs> reading the lyrics didn't really help me. <laughs> so I decided to task you with listening to it and to tell me what you think she said. And yeah. then I will tell you what these alleged lyrics are. So I listened <laughs> to the song and I paused it as I was listening to it just to try and write down what I thought I heard. And if you want to do this experiment yourself, <laughs> the timestamp starts around 217, which yeah. is the last. So at the end of the song, she sings a verse and then the chorus. Whereas yeah. earlier in the song, she's just singing the chorus. <laughs> so what we're going to do right now is, do you have the lyrics I do. in front of you? I All right. Be. So you're going to read... <laughs> 
You're going to read the the first line and then I'm going to tell you what I thought she said. Okay. So this is the beginning of the last verse. So she sings the chorus and goes into this. Right. So it ends with all the stars are closer. So this first line of this verse is skin covered in ego. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote (laughs) my skin cold when an eagle. When I was listening to it, I was like, I just did this one line. I put skin coved in eagle. (laughs) (laughs) My skin cold when an eagle. That's what I wrote. Skin covered in ego. Okay. Next one. Next line. Get to talking. I get involved like a rebound. Okay. I got that. Okay. Surprisingly, but I didn't put rebound. I said (laughs) rebound. So I, I have rebound on here. All right. Next, got no end game. Okay, I got that. Got no result. I got, <laughs> I can't even say it. Got no wheezing. <laughs> got no result. See, you said wheezing. I put yeah, weasel. I thought it was reason. Yeah, got to stay wheezing. down. Got to stay down. Yep. Got no end game. So, got no result. Got to stay down. I got one word. <laughs> got a steedo. That's what I thought. And that's when I started thinking about her sounding like Pootie Tang. <laughs> This next line, I think, wasn't so bad. Like this, yeah, this one, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure I got. Yeah, this this next three lines wasn't too bad. It's the way that you're making me feel like nobody ever loved me. I got that. Like, you do, you do. <laughs> I, I have that, but I spelled do, T-H-D-U, because that's how it sounds the to thing me. is, even when you can tell what she's saying, there's still this weird pronunciation. Yeah. Like the weasel and the you do, you do. <laughs> so that's why I spell do, T-H-D-U. Yeah. Um, you kind of feel like you're trying to get away from me. <laughs> okay. So I got that line too. Okay. But instead of from me, I heard from me. <laughs> F-U-M-M-Y. You're trying to get away from me. I would, you know what? I would let that slide <laughs> in terms of like, you don't have to enunciate everything You don't, but. It didn't sound like from me. It sounded like from me. Well, the thing, and it's not in this section, actually. The thing that really hit me was when she said, let's talk about love. And she said, let's talk about love. And I'm like, wait a minute. Who (laughs) says love like that? (laughs) And I think that was when I started to think about like, what the hell am I listening to? (laughs) All right. So next line. If you do, I won't move. I got that. Again, spelling do, T-H-D-U. So this part I think isn't so bad either. I just cry for no reason. I just pray for no reason. Nope. Oh, no. Okay, (laughs) never mind. (laughs) I have. I ain't the sky for no reason. I ain't this bright for no reason. (laughs) That's what I heard. I just cry for no reason. Okay. I just pray for no reason. All right. I give thanks for the day. I have things for the day fully. Day fully? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that might have gone over to the next line okay. where you said day fully. Because the next line is for the hours and another way, another life breathing. Fully, I won't say another will, will like another breathing. <laughs> so I give thanks for the day, for the hours and another way, another life breathing. All right. I did it all because it feel good. I got that. But wouldn't do it all if it feel bad. <laughs> I got that too. Better live your life. I got that too. Yep. We running out of time. Oh, no. This is the line. We are running out of time. I said, Will running out of town. <laughs> Love, let's talk about low. <laughs> I only knew that line because you've been saying it for years now. Love, let's talk about love. Is it anything and everything you hope for? I just have question marks. 
Okay. And then it ends with a woo. Is it anything and everything you hoped for was your question marks? Yep. And then the next two lines is Kendrick, do the feeling haunt you? I know the feeling haunt you. See, the fact that you can understand Kendrick's lines when it's like a background vocal. <laughs> and you can understand him. Yes. But you can't understand the main vocal. I couldn't. Okay. Now we're getting into the chorus. I was reading this while listening to it. And I was like, I can't make sense of it. I didn't even try. Do you have question marks? This? Again, I didn't even try. Okay. <laughs> all I know is all the stars. So That's it. This one, the line is, this may be the night that my dreams might let me know. But the way it sounds is like, my dreams let me know. <laughs> See, I, <laughs> I'm like, how did you say this may be the night that my dreams as two words? Yeah, I didn't pick up any of that. Can you play that line for me? Okay. Because I just want to hear it. So that timestamp is 320. Okay, go back a little bit. All right, I'm going to say it for you. This may be the night that my dreams might let me know. <laughs> yeah, I never would have got that. That's why I didn't even try. All I could understand is all the stars. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. I can't even listen to the song anymore. <laughs> She's got a lot of fans. I know, she so does. I know I've somebody seen out it. there is People like, shut are, up, old head. Yes, they are eagerly anticipating her new album and her performance on SNL in a couple weeks. Right. I can't do it. It's just not for me, even I... though we just spent seven minutes butchering SZA. <laughs> we weren't butchering. We were trying to figure it out. Yeah, but we still butchered SZA. Okay. We gave her a run, <laughs> but it's just not for me. Yeah. So, I mean, there are some of the male R&B singers that kind of fall into this italics category, but it's mostly among the female singers. Yeah. What I do notice that the male R&B singers, so this is my second criticism, is, you know, the sing-songy rap. I don't particularly like that either, <laughs> which is weird because there have been rappers before that have sung or done sing-songy stuff, but it just, the newer stuff just doesn't work for me. Because remember how we were watching something, one of these ciphers, and like every rapper that came on was just basically doing the sing-songs? Yeah. It was for one of the last BET awards, yeah. BET Hip Hop Awards. And I was just like, oh, so this is rap? now <laughs> yeah basically so, so then there are some male r&b singers that kind of do more of like a rap cadence style of singing they sing a little bit more because they're i guess singers and not rappers like i just can't get into that well <laughs> just like i was pinning like today's content on jodeci yes the hip-hop influence yeah r&b but the style of singing that you're talking about uh -huh. comes from us as well. It's the nigga who shall not be named. <laughs> Which we haven't mentioned in a while. We haven't. <laughs> so, Shockingly. Point for me. But <laughs> that's something that he kind of started as well. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the talking singing. Yeah. Like it didn't have that structure. Yeah. So we can take blame for this too. So everything that we don't <laughs> like about today's R&B except for the Annunciation, <laughs> can be traced back to us in our generation. <laughs> so we're going to have to take responsibility for what's going on. Well, today. that actually leads into our next topic. That it does. We should take a little break first. Yeah, I think we're going to take a little break and come back and talk about artists that we do like. Yes. So we'll be right back. Are you enjoying this podcast? Hell yeah. <laughs> You're enjoying it as much as he is. There's a couple things you could do. You can... Feel free to drop some coins into our collection plate at coffee.com slash toy podcast. And that's coffee, K-O-F-I.com. Link is also in the show notes. We're self-funded, so any support would be appreciated. 
And if you don't have any extra coins to spare, just leave us a five-star rating or review. Like J-Lo's love, it won't cost you a thing. You're just sitting at home on the couch anyhow. <laughs> All right, thanks. Back to the show. Okay, so we are back from our break after spending a lot of time breaking down <laughs> All the Stars by SZA. And being crotchety old heads. Being the crotchety old heads that we are. Let's get into <laughs> the quote-unquote new R&B artist that we do like. Well, this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with what you were just saying, that aside from this weird pronunciation stuff, that our generation are to fault, there are R&B singers who are kind of taking it back. Yeah. Because most of the R&B that I like, surprise, surprise, the new R&B that I like, are the ones that have the 90s flair to them. Yeah, it it's, it's very 90s, yes. but updated for yes. 2022. Yes, it's very 2020s or, you know, late, I don't even know, 2010s, is that what yeah. we call The late 2010s, 2020s. But you could tell who their influences are. Right. And also it makes me feel that now we're so old, our music's coming back around. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so... You know who the first person I'm going to bring up is? Yes. It's probably my favorite. Duran Bernard. Yeah. He is a fool, but I love him. Yeah. I was first <laughs> exposed to him through Tidra Moses. Okay. So that kind of goes back to what I was saying. When I find out about new artists, mm -hmm. it's from people I trust. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Tidra Moses. Yeah. I don't think she would steer me wrong in terms of, hey, you should check this out. So I did. And I saw a fool, as you said, because he's. And I mean that as a compliment. Yeah, it's a, a good thing because yes. he's hilarious. He is hilarious, but he is so talented. Yeah, so he's hilarious, yet he can sing his ass off. So that's what drew me in and kept mm -hmm. me there. Well, my introduction to him was when you sent me the clip of him on that YouTube show, The Terrell Show. Yeah. He was just singing this ridiculous just off the dome stuff but he's doing it in all these different octaves and yeah. styles and stuff he's playing the keyboards was he singing like some made-up isley brothers yeah, type song but he, that was he was changing doing? all the words to be like really inappropriate <laughs> yes. and very you know 2020s <laughs> i can't even remember but i do remember lyrics on his album <laughs> yes but that prompted me to actually look him up because I really like his voice. He's hilarious and entertaining, but he can sing. Yeah. So I looked him up and at the time, his latest album was just, it's just spelled, so his name is Duran, but the album is D-U-R with the ampersand. So that came out in 2020. So I listened to that for a while. <laughs> so see, these are the kind of quote unquote vulgar lyrics that I can get on board with because it's hilarious. Okay. It has a song called Relocate. It's very 90s vibe. So the song goes, dick so good, make a bitch relocate. <laughs> <laughs> so he's talking about some dude just so enamored with him that he moved just to be near him. And he was like, uh-uh, I never signed up for this. <laughs> but the song is so good. Yeah. Even though it's ridiculous. It is. And then he's got a song with Ari Lennox called Stuck. And so he's singing in this Prince-like falsetto. And he sounds like an angel. And then he goes, sing, Nate Dog," <laughs> And then he starts singing in that low octave. And the fact that <laughs> Nate Dog is one of his influences is hilarious to me. Because it's not like Nate was the greatest singer in the world. <laughs> but he loves Nate Dog, And you could tell. Yeah. How does this man sing like Prince and Nate Dog in the same song? <laughs> So, yeah, I'm a fan. I, I can get behind what he's doing. Yeah, and he has a lot of, I mean, 
right now we're kind of calling them like R&B singers, but I've noticed that a lot of people on my list anyways aren't strictly R&B. Yeah. The term R&B is not the same as the R&B that we grew up with. Right. It's a lot more eclectic. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's kind of even hard to categorize this yeah. as R&B. I guess just because the majority of them are black, yeah. we're going to call it R&B. And a lot of their influences are R&B. Are R&B but <laughs> there is a wide range of quote unquote R&B here. So right. there's like alternative, there's neo soul, there's some that's pop leaning. So yeah. technically it's R&B. Yeah. So I was really stuck on that album for a while. And by the time I got you into like actually listening to his music, because I mean, you introduced him to me, but then I reintroduced you back into him. Yeah, because I had only heard a couple songs, but never listened to a full album. Right. And then I listened to that one. And then when the new one came out, Wanderlust. Yes. I've been all over that. Oh, man. Little Bit. That's my favorite. <laughs> I want my baby little bit ugly. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fine to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think what puts him at the top of my list is that it's entertaining and great music. <laughs> yeah. Another one that I like listening to, it's kind of hard to pull you over to this side because you only like a few of her songs. Yeah. Ari Lennox. Her second album, more so than the first, I describe that one kind of like if, how did I say it? Because I actually put- Something about Erica Badu. Yes. I said, if you took Erica Badu, Tidra Moses, sprinkle in a little Mariah Carey, <laughs> you would end up with Ari Lennox's most recent album. Right. One thing I do have to say about her album that I don't believe, mm-hmm. because she's so young, why is the title of the album- age, sex, location. Yeah. She I ain't old enough that. to know about that. Uh, that's what I was thinking. How old is she? <laughs> I don't know how old she is. Yeah. But she shouldn't know about that. Mm. That era should have missed her. Because I remember the ASL stuff when I was in university. Yeah, but she so was probably she was a like, kid then. I know, So but, she wouldn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, but you know, these kids be getting on the internet a lot earlier than I we guess. Were, so I, I guess. So I possible. But outside of that, <laughs> the album itself, yeah. I am a fan of. I wanted to like this album more. And it's not that I don't. I just didn't like it as much as I thought I would. And I have no reason for it. I would still put this album on a recommendation list, even if I don't really listen to it that much. (laughs) (laughs) But when I was re-listening to it today, Hoodie really gave me um, Didn't You Know vibes. Right. From Erica's, what was it, Mama's Gun, I think. So like I said, if you take elements of those three singers... (laughs) And mix them up in a pot, you'll end up with Ari Lennox. And yeah. I'm okay with that. I think maybe I'm just going to explore a little bit more. Okay. So another newish, and when we say new, we're talking about like 2010s. Yeah, not late, someone who yeah. is from like 2005 or even last year. They've been out for a while, but still kind of fresh. Yeah. yeah. They're current. Yeah. <laughs> so um, another female R&B singer that I like is Snow Allegra. Okay. And you were saying how you discover a lot of stuff by recommendations from trusted folks. Yes. For me, I was on Spotify for a while and then I ended up on Tidal, but both music platforms started to learn my style. Right. And so it started to serve me up a couple new artists every now and again, because maybe I would listen to an artist that was kind of like a in-between. Maybe they had a feature or something like that. Right. So that's where I found a lot of these newer R&B artists. And that's how I found Snow Allegra. It was just one of these generated playlists. Right. The ones that I never clicked yeah. on. No, no. But it'll be like 
your radio based on right. Usher. And like I said, those are the ones yeah. I never click on. Oh, I thought you meant like the pre-made playlist. No. Yeah. So anyways, Snow Allegra was one of those. The first song I heard was, it was either Woe or I Want You Around. And it's on her 2019 album. And you know when I say the content is still very 2020s or late 2010s? Right. The album is called Ugh those feels again i remember seeing that album title and i'm like ugh i'm like i feel too old to be listening to an album called ugh those feels again but then today i was digging into her background and i'm like of course i like her so she did release her first single back in 2009 but i don't think it really went anywhere but then she signed to no ids label in 2013 there you go she was mentored by prince in 2014 up until his death her first EP in 2016 had production from James Fauntleroy, No ID, and Boy Wonder. So I'm like, of course I like her. Yeah. Look at who she works with. Right. Right. And so I listened to that 2019 album a lot. And then I've been meaning to listen to her newer one that came out in 2021 called Temporary Highs. And I listened to it a little bit more today. So I'm definitely going to dig into that a little bit more. But she's someone that I like more than just a couple singles like right. i can see myself actually listening to albums although back to the whole current content stuff she also has a song called situationship okay which makes me feel really old <laughs> again these are like new things for us we yeah. didn't have situationships we called it talking to or something along those lines <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other favorites you want to bring up yeah i don't know if i really want to call her a new artist mm -hmm. Because she's been around forever mm -hmm. <laughs> since she was like 12 and now she's married with children. But Tiana Taylor. I had her on my honorable mentions list. Okay. For the same reasons. Like she's not really new. Yeah. But she's new to us because we've always said this where we kind of stopped or didn't seek out new music around like mid 2000s-ish. Like yeah. 2006 to 2008. So to me and you, I still consider her new. She's one that I like as well. Yeah, I feel like she just hasn't been given the right opportunities to blow up like she should. I feel like she's the Tedra Moses of this generation. I can see that. I won't say that she hasn't had the right opportunities because she's had great opportunities. They just didn't work out. Yeah. Because she was signed to Star Trek, so you're being yeah. produced by the Neptunes. You go from the Neptunes to Kanye, and those are two great positions for yes. an artist to be in. It just didn't work out for her. Yeah, I think that's that's basically what I mean. For whatever reason, it didn't work out. Because that album that she had with Kanye, she herself said the night before, I don't know if it was a listening party or if they just listened to it, but she's like, what was released the next day was totally not what she heard. Right. And so that's what I mean by like, not the right opportunities. I will say that that's definitely Kanye's fault. And knowing what we know about Kanye in the past seven, eight years or so, yeah. it's on brand. Yeah. So I won't fault her for that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it is Kanye. So that should get her exposure. Yeah. But it just hasn't worked out the way that I thought it would. Yeah. The same way her being signed to the Neptunes didn't really work out. Like you have the exposure, but for whatever reason, the songs just don't stick. Right. Yeah, but I like them. I really like her. There's definitely a handful of songs, too, that I listen to pretty regularly. And I don't know how to express it. I just kind of wish she had a, I don't know what it is. Maybe the stars would align a little bit. <laughs> but it's not like she's doing bad. No, she's. But I just think she could be, she has potential to be much 
bigger. I think so. Yeah. Because the talent is there. Definitely. It, for whatever reason, it doesn't work out for everybody. Another person that I just kind of stumbled into, I think it was also another one of those random playlist suggestions, was Mac Ayers. I only know of Mac Ayers through you. And the first song I heard was Getaway. And I was like, I really like this. And I looked him up. I ain't gonna lie. I was not ready for him to be white. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But his album that Getaway is on is called Juice Box. So I was just like, what is this? And I listened to the album and it couldn't stop listening to it. Like, I know. Love it. I am aware. And even when I was re-listening to Getaway Today, there's this part where he's singing the chorus and then the last note of the chorus, he holds the note and it ends up being the background vocals for the next round of the chorus. Okay. And it's amazing. And just little things like that that he does. And so, again, I saw him on the Terrell show after I started kind of digging into him a little bit more. And he starts off the show with doing a Stevie song. I can't remember which one. It's a, it's a song I'm not familiar with. Okay. And Terrell is just like melting in his chair. <laughs> and then he was like, so what music did you grow up listening to? Because I know they all look like me. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> so he said that he grew up in Long Island, New York. And he's like, everybody there loves Billy Joel. And I was like, fuck that. So he said he was such a huge American Idol fan as a kid. And when he saw Fantasia and the way she was singing, he was changed. Okay. And that through this fandom and watching the show, a lot of the contestants would sing Stevie songs. And that's how he got turned on to Stevie. Okay. So his biggest influences are Stevie Wonder. Well, and I guess Fantasia. As well as in some other interviews, he mentioned Teddy Pendergrass, D'Angelo, and Jay Dilla. So again, <laughs> of course, this is why I like him. Yeah, everything that you like, <laughs> he likes. Exactly. And he sings really good live as well. Like the way you hear him on the album is exactly how he sings live. So okay. he's got a tiny desk home concert where he had recorded himself singing different parts of the song. So now he's harmonizing with himself. So since we lost Robin Thicke, after the blurred lines, about <laughs> oh, man. he's going to be my new blue-eyed soul standing. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm not adding anybody to any teams <laughs> or inviting people to cookouts. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that. But I will listen to his music <laughs> because you never know. It's true. You never know. It's true. Oh All man. Right. So, is there anybody else that you would like to talk um, about? Because there's some people that we've added to our new R&B for old heads playlist that we haven't mentioned yet. There's a few others that I'll just mention. And I would say just go and check it out for yourself or go look at our playlist. But a few other ones like Aaron Ray, he got his start on X Factor and then he got cut and did some songwriting for a while. And then he popped back up again with his own music like a few years ago. Division, Two Boys Out of Toronto off of the OVO lineup. And there's a couple others that I just know by like a couple songs here and there that I want to dive into a little bit more. There's, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it's Levin Kelly, Um, Amber Mark. I just discovered Van just like a week ago with these two sisters. I'm sure there's a whole bunch more, but I'm still discovering. Yeah, and the ones that we've mentioned so far is on our playlist that Mm -hmm. you can check out on Spotify. And if you had signed up for our newsletter, troypodcast.com slash newsletter, you would have had this playlist a month ago. (laughs) And if you sign up now, you'll get an updated playlist because I'm sure we're going to add a few more songs after this. Yeah, there will be more songs added and a new playlist for next month. So go ahead and sign up. 
With that said, with that shameless self-promotion, <laughs> hey, is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap this all up? Um, I want to say, I think you should look up Van Jess. Okay. Because when I was digging into them, I found that they did a dance cover of Say Yes. Floetry Say Yes? Yes. Okay. Floetry Say yeah, a cover of Groove Thing. And then they have a song called Come Over, which samples Faith's Come Over. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but I'll look into it. All right. Like I said, I trust vetted <laughs> like suggestions. <laughs> so if you've listened to it and said that I would like it, I believe you. So I'm going to check them out. All right. Uh, the only thing I have to say is one, R&B is not dead. Mm-hmm. It is alive and well. And the criticisms that people have about current day R&B is our fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to take blame for the italics, though. Yeah, the italics and the enunciation, <laughs> I will not blame that on us. That's, that's y'all. Vibes. <laughs> yes. That's what happens when it's 90% vibes. Yeah, but in terms of the content and the way people are dressing, the way people are acting, that is us as absentee parents. Eh, we ain't got no kids. kids at home in front of the TV <laughs> and letting them run wild. <laughs> so a lot of us are turning into those parents from the Geico commercials. You know, the ones that are turning into their parents. Oh, turning into their parents. Yeah. So I don't want to be those people. <laughs> so if they are making R&B music in 2022 and beyond, go for it. I'm not going to say it's dead. It might not be for me, <laughs> but there is some stuff out there that I do like. And we've listed those people as well. And there's more. Yeah, there's tons more. So find it. It's out there. Or just listen to our playlist and you don't have to look for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've done the work for you. So on that note, I think we can just go ahead and wrap this episode up. Yes. Uh, if you want to check us out at TroyPodcast.com and check out the playlist links to music videos and things like that that we've spoken about in this episode feel free to do so and be out